Howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer, so grab a mug of your favorite brew and get ready to brew your brain as we give a rundown on today's dates and some interesting historical facts, and to sharpen your wit as I toss out some random musing and facts just to get your brain gears turning, and hopefully a time to enrich your faith as we talk about our walk with Jesus. Let's get this show on the road. Well, now it's that time on the Daily Grind to brew your brain. Today's Thursday, June 22nd, and in 1870, the U.S. Congress created the United States Department of Justice. June 22nd, 1937, Joe Lewis won the World Heavyweight Boxing title when he defeated Jim Braddock. And in 1969, Cleveland, Ohio's Cuyahoga River caught fire. The Ohio River is and was one of the most polluted in America, with 13 documented cases of catching fire. Starting as early as 1868 and continuing well beyond the 1950s. And in 1952, it had its largest blaze that caused over $1.3 million worth of damage. And in 1990, on June 22nd, Checkpoint Charlie was dismantled in Berlin, a sign of the ending of the Cold War. Well, June 22nd is Chocolate Eclair Day, it's Onion Ring Day, and it's National HVAC Tech Day. Yeah, let's show some appreciation to the people that keep our AC working. I want to be giving them the cold shoulder. Well, now it's that time on the daily grind to sharpen your wit. Get those brain gears turning. You know, even when a balloon is half inflated, it is completely full. Do you know that the largest volcano in the solar system is three times taller than Mount Everest. Now, Mount Everest, tallest mountain on Earth, reaches 5.5 miles up into the sky. However, you would need to stack three Mount Everest on top of each other in order to create something as as massive as Mars Olympus Mons, the largest volcano in the solar system. That enormous volcano is 16 miles tall and stretches 374 miles wide. It's approximately the size of the state of Arizona. Did you know that the majority of polar bears live in Canada, not in the Arctic? I don't want to ruin this for anybody, but honey is essentially bee vomit. You know, in this season of thunderstorms down here in Texas, I think it's worth noting that lightning 
can heat the air that it passes through to up to 50,000 degrees. You know, I bet the first person to inhale helium was probably so relieved when the effects wore off. I've been thinking about how we just call some stuff odd things. I mean, we call them fire trucks, but they're really water trucks. You know, we call really muscular people bodybuilders, but I think the only true bodybuilders are pregnant women. Have you ever wondered why people say tuna fish? but we don't say chicken bird. And now it's that time on the daily grind to enrich your faith. You know, Jesus called us to live a life that values others, serves others and loves others. In fact, he not only tells us to live this way, but he showed us how. I think there's a lot of Christians that don't actually live like this. And they don't look much different from the world around them. I think the meaning of John 13, 34 through 35 is a real powerful reminder and a challenge to follow the example of Jesus. So in this episode, we're going to dig into the meaning of love one another as I have loved you. And we'll talk about how to practically apply that to our lives. But let's start at looking into what led Jesus to say those words. So John 13, 34 through 35 in context. Well, in John 13, Jesus is getting a lot closer to the cross. His time is coming to an end and things are getting a lot more intense. And right before these verses... Jesus is having dinner with the disciples. He's once again predicting his death and Judas's betrayal. In John 13, 30, Judas up and leaves to go and betray Jesus. And then Jesus switches gears and he really starts explaining to the disciples who are still there what he expects of them during his absence. Now, the disciples don't really understand the seriousness of this moment, but in the coming days, they're going to start understanding exactly what Jesus came to do and how everything is about to change. And the meaning of John 13, 34 through 35 is going to take on a whole new meaning for them. So these words that Jesus speaks should really hold some weight. We should really pay attention at what he's saying I mean, it's important. In fact, he says it's a new command. Love one another as I have loved you. So this passage is something that I think most Christians know by heart. We should all strive to live it every day. It is really central to what God is calling each of us to do and to live. But I think you go back a few verses to see what it really can teach us today. Now, this command Jesus has given, it's not entirely new. 
The Old Testament law has a similar heart to what Jesus is going to say next. What's new is that Jesus is really about to raise the bar, but he's also going to lead by example and entering in to what God has for us. Love one another as I have loved you. Wow. So what's up with this new command? Well, it's love. And it's something that John talks a whole lot about in his gospel, especially towards the end. The Greek word for love shows up 12 times in John 1 through 12. But in chapters 13 through 21, we find it 44 times. But this isn't just any kind of love. Jesus tells us that we need to love like he loved. And remember, he's about to go to the cross. The greatest act of love. And it's to that extent that we need to love those around us. Jesus showed his love for us by going to the cross. And so we have to love those around us with that same kind of sacrificial, that kind of serving love. Jesus said, by this, they will know you are my disciples. I think if you ask a lot of people today, they would say Christians are known for a whole lot of things. But it's a shame that our love is usually not at the top of that list. But what Jesus says in John 13, 34 and 35, really should challenge that. Because it's our sacrificial love that ought to be the thing that sets us apart as followers of Jesus. We follow a God who gave up his life, not because we deserved it, but because we desperately needed it. But nowadays, I think there's a bunch of followers who would rather give people what they deserve. Yeah, I think we have some work to do. Now, if you're listening to me and you're a follower of Jesus, folks should be able to look at how you love and know who you follow. Because we love because we were first loved. Well, honestly, this command is simple. I mean, it's easy to understand, but... Man, it's hard to live out. Loving people is hard. I mean, they're difficult and messy. But let's not forget, so are we. And even with all our brokenness, Jesus still loves us. Went to the cross for us. And when we love people, especially the difficult and messy ones, we're showing the world around us that the love of Christ is in us. It's really how we set ourselves apart. If you love one another, the world's going to know that we are following Jesus. So how do we do this? Well, I think there's a whole bunch of ways, but I'll give just three for us to think about today. Practical ways that you can love one another like Jesus loved you. Now, it's not a complete list, but it's just something to, to be chewing on throughout the rest of your day. And the first one is that we need to live in God's grace. When Jesus asked what the greatest commandment was, he gave two. He said, love God, love others. And there's a reason that Jesus said, hey, you got to love God first, because you can't give away what you don't have. And if we want to love those around us, we have to first understand the love that God has for us. And part of our response of loving God is in how we love all those people he created and bear his image. If we want to live out the meaning of love one another like I loved you, then we need to live in God's grace. 
We need to understand that what God has done for us, we need to turn around and do the same for others. Now, I think the second thing is we got to be willing to set aside our rights. One of the main things I think the church is known for, in our country at least, is fighting for our rights. It's become our battle cry. But we follow a God who didn't fight for his rights. He laid down his life. I was challenged early on in my life that if I wanted to be serious about following Jesus, one of the first things I needed to surrender was my right to be right. I'm not saying there's not a place to stand up for what we believe in, but our main concern should not be in protecting our rights. When Jesus said they're going to know us by our love and love one another as I've loved you, I think he meant just that. That's what we should be known for. And you know what? That might cost us some rights in our country if we were to really shift our focus. But I think what we would see is a revival of folks coming to know Jesus if Christians maybe stopped fighting for their rights and started loving their neighbor. And thirdly, man, we've got to serve those around us. We need to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Maybe the best way to live out the meaning of John 13, 34, and 35 is to serve. If we want our love to be visible, then we need to serve folks. I want to thank you for taking some time to listen to me on another edition of The Daily Grind. And I hope you will join me tomorrow for another episode. Jesus, just help us to live and love actively in such a way that the world would know that we're your followers. Let us love those around us as a demonstration, uh, as an act of really loving you. And sir, if we haven't told you today that we love you, we just want to say we do. And thank you for loving us first. Let us have eyes to see opportunities to serve. Let us love like you first loved us. Amen.